Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. My dad didn't want me to be a priest, at least not in the beginning. And so at the time that I first started praying with this gospel passage, I think I always saw it through that lens. At times he expressed it in just quiet dissatisfaction, and other times he made thought-out arguments as to why this really wasn't a a good way to spend my life. Happily, he had a a conversion back to the sacraments, and with that grace, I I know he came to, to love and respect the vocation that I received from the Lord, but But it was always, even to his dying day, it was always seen through that lens that it was never what he imagined for one of his sons. So I always kind of figured that with this gospel passage, it was something similar, that Zebedee didn't want his sons to go. Jesus, remember, saw Zebedee, James, and John in their boat. They're mending their nets. He calls the two, the two sons, And when they leave Zebedee, it's easy to imagine them leaving him in a cloud of of confusion and frustration. At very least, he was left to to mend the nets himself. I invite you to sit with that for just a minute. Feel that, that discord. Feel that objectively broken component of that family. It's a feeling I know is pretty common today. It's very common in our whole world. We live in a world with so much division, so much brokenness. I want it my way. I'll go my way until I can find how I want things being given to me. We see it in the political world, of course. We see it in social media and a world of canceling one another. But I'm sorry to say we also see it in religion. Think about it. There are thousands of different breakaway sects and denominations that each teach thousands of different versions of the one gospel. And this is nothing new. Go back to Corinth 2,000 years ago. And St. Paul tells us about those divisions in our second reading today. What does he say? I hear that there are rivalries among you, some saying that I belong to Paul, others to Apollos, still others to Cephas, another name for Peter. But Paul has zero tolerance for these divisions, and so should we. Rightly so, right? The church is the body of Christ. So it's a scandal to accept divisions in it. Peter Kreeft said it very poignantly. He says monsters have different bodies. You can imagine them swapping around or being subdivided, but Jesus is no monster. Now I invite you back to that scene by the seashore. This time, realize one essential difference. Unlike my dad, who never expected a son to have a vocation to the priesthood, Zebedee was expecting the Messiah. Probably not 
on the seashore that day, probably not to call his sons, but he was. All the prophets had foretold it. All the people were awaiting his coming, and there he was, right there before his very eyes. This is the one. And he's not only talking to us, he's calling my boys. What if the prophecies of Isaiah were right? That the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwell in the land of gloom, Isaiah says, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing. That's who showed up by the seashore for Andrew and Peter, James and John, and who appears in our life today. Jesus is that light. So when Zebedee saw him, he saw literally the light. It's easy to imagine him not being able to do anything but encourage his sons to go. Their departure from his boat, I'd propose, even brought them closer. He must have been busting with pride. Yes, they were just his little boys, his little fishermen apprentices, but now, now these guys are walking with the Messiah. That should sound familiar. Shoot, probably in your own lives for so many of you. How quick we are to say, how quick our, our children seem to grow up. How amazing it is to, to see them doing great things in their lives. But it's also familiar to us if we just turn the page to our first reading. Isaiah, quoted by Matthew in the Gospel, speaks of the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. I know that sounds like really churchy words, but those are little boy names. Those are names of two of the twelve sons of Jacob, two of the twelve tribes of Israel. Yeah, they're not the popular ones. They're not Judah or Benjamin. They're not Levi. But that's for good reason. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, they were little territories that were very dark. Not least of all because they had been ravaged by the Assyrians centuries before. But just because they were little, just because they had faced hard times, doesn't mean that they were abandoned. In fact, Zebulun and Naphtali, the historians and scripture scholars will tell us, that's where the region of Galilee was. That's where the town of Nazareth was. That's where Jesus Christ was from. Over and over and over again, we see through salvation history that the Lord chooses the little, the overlooked, the forsaken. Yeah, the fishermen, the backwater town, the unborn child, or even the, the parish that's having to dial things back a bit because of how lean the gospel has been spread in recent decades. To surprise us, the Lord does, with his grace, with his power. He comes not because we've got it all together, but because we're willing to be small. And so, in this week, the church around the world acknowledges that as we pray for Christian unity. 
It's not a week where the church invites us all to to sit around and hold hands and pretend that everything's fine, that everything's basically the same. No, there are strong divisions within the Christian world. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of theology. There's a lot of good reason for some of those distinctions. But the one thing it is the time for is to see what Zebedee got to see, to see that one light that unifies everything. May we not be worried about what we're left holding, holding our nets, busy about all the the mending in our world that needs to happen. But may we, like Zebedee, bask in the joy of the gospel that calls, yes, our sons and daughters, yes, our mothers and fathers, our loved ones, our enemies, and each of us to his truth.